Should the Atlanta Braves go after Trevor Bauer this offseason? We'll answer that and more on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on social media at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out the podcast at Locked On underscore Braves. Make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Got a lot of written content coming your way this offseason, as well as this podcast here, five days a week. I'll be doing just about all of them live at 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern. You want to come and join me live to do that. You can do it on YouTube, so make sure you hit that subscribe button there. I have over 7,500 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you so much for that. And if you're watching this video, hit the thumbs up button so we can get more subscribers, more Braves fans in here talking about Braves baseball. On today's episode, we're going to talk about a subject that has Come up a lot already this offseason. Really last offseason, too. I had a lot of you asking me, should the Braves go after Trevor Bauer? Will they sign Trevor Bauer? So we're going to spend this in pretty much entire episode talking about Trevor Bauer. Got a little bit of roster news as well. The signing of Joe Jimenez I'll talk about later in the podcast and take some of your questions for those who were able to join live. We have uh, Jim Lay says, yes, they should sign Trevor Bowers, Richard Davison here as well, saying the Braves just slopped in the playoffs. They need to do something different. Colby Epps, the answer is yes. He was not proven guilty, so why not? They kept Azuna, and he was guilty. Um, Magic Eclipse says, depends on the price. It always does. Daniel Fowler in here as well says, I would do it for sure. Good evening to Gabby Foreman, Jeffrey Humphreys for joining as well. Lone Wolf in here. Uh, Bellfire, Brian Thomas. Matthew, Joseph Recap. Got a lot of people in here live. Sure, this is a you know a very interesting topic. I think again, it's been brought up, brought to my attention. It's been asked to me a bunch already. And if should the Braves go after Trevor Bauer? So I want to get into it. I want to get your thoughts as well. I'll be trying to keep up with the comment section here as we go along. Bellfire asking, was he pitching well when he was suspended? Did he look good overseas? We're gonna talk about that. Uh, Brian McGrath says the short answer is yet uh, is yes. Thomas Helms don't know how he'd fit in the locker room. I think Montgomery, Nola, or Erod would be a better fit culture wise. I think that's a good point. Um, so a lot of a lot of you chiming in here. Continue to chime in. Like I said, I'll try to get to those later in the podcast. I'll try to keep up with them as we go live here. Don't usually do that, but I know it's a pretty interesting topic. I'm sure, you all have a lot of thoughts on it. Let's start off by going over the history of Trevor Bauer because there's a lot of history. I'm sure there's going to be some things I miss. I'm going to try to just hit the highlights for maybe those who don't know the history of Trevor Bauer. Third overall pick by the Diamondbacks in 2011 out of UCLA was a top prospect, got called up pretty quickly by the Diamondbacks, but struggled in his first couple of opportunities, 2012, and then in 2013 with Cleveland. Diamondbacks traded him to the now Guardians Indians at the time as part of a three-team trade that involved D.D. Gregorius, Drew Stubbs, Shinshu Chu, and among other players. He was good but not great between 2014-2017. It was always this question of, 
Is he going to live up to the hype? Is he going to live up to the potential? And he was more of a low four ERA guy. Again, showed flashes, but never really was that top of the rotation pitcher many thought he would be. He's also, you know, around that time with Cleveland, who's now known as one of the better, you know, pitching farms in Major League Baseball. He was one of the guys put, pushing for, you know, the driveline techniques and and helping, uh, you know, pitchers advance that way. He was certainly one of the leaders in that. He was also one of the first, in my mind, baseball players to really get involved social you know, on the socially wise, you know, social media. That was Twitter, YouTube, whatever it may be. He became one of the first you know, baseball players to be, you know, kind of outspoken and engaging with the fans, which can be great, certainly. And I think a lot of people loved that. I think it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way as well. But he certainly, at least in my mind, one of the first players that really pushed that frontier of being more open in social media uh, and, you know, sharing more with the fans. In 2018, that's when he really took off. He had a 2.21 ERA, 221 strikeouts, and 175 and a third innings, finishing sixth in the American League Cy Young Award voting. Wasn't quite as good in 2019 with Cleveland that year, but still, you know, a really solid starting pitcher, more like a 3-6 ERA guy. They traded him to the Reds in another three-team trade. So he's been part of two three-team deals, which is quite interesting, both involving the Reds as well, as he was traded from Cleveland to the Reds, a deal that involved Yasiel Puig, Taylor Trammell, who was a big prospect at the time, and Fran Mill Reyes, among other players who were included. He was a really bad at the end of 2019 with Cincinnati. I believe the ERA was around 10, but came back that next year, the shortened 2020 season, and won the NL Cy Young. That shortened 2020 season, he had a 1.73 ERA, 0.795 whip, and 100 strikeouts in 73 innings. Had a really good postseason start against the Braves as well. Although the Braves did go on to win that series uh, because the Braves pitching was absolutely lights out in that series. That led to his big deal with the Dodgers. Three years, $102 million. He was set to get $40 million. And 2021, 45 million in 2022, and then 17 million in 2023 with opt out clauses after each of those first two seasons. In his first year in LA with the Dodgers, he had a 259 ERA in 17 starts, 137 strikeouts, and 107 and two thirds innings. So he was still really good, but didn't finish the season. And that's kind of when everything fell apart with the allegations. Uh, and everything that happened, you know, legally off the field, leading to him, you know, getting suspended by Major League Baseball, um, all of that. And I'm not going to get into all of that and the specifics. You want to read all that, you can certainly Google it and do some research there. Just in my mind, and I haven't done a ton of research myself, but it sounds just like a lot of he said, she said type of things. I don't know that we'll ever fully get the truth. And at this point, I don't know that it matters, at least Major League Baseball-wise. He's been reinstated by the league. He was available for teams to sign him last offseason, and nobody did. So he went and signed with a team in Japan and spent last year playing baseball in Japan, which is considered you know the next best Major League Baseball league that there is. Bauer got off to a slow start in Japan, actually got briefly demoted to the minor leagues there, but his overall numbers were really good. 2.87 ERA, 1.13 whip, 
160 strikeouts and 156 and two thirds innings. And now even recently, Mookie Betts saying that he wishes a team would give him a chance. That's a good endorsement by somebody who's really respected around Major League Baseball. So that's what he has been up to. That's just, again, high level, his history and why there is a lot of drama around him. You know, the like I said, the, the social media presence and then, you know, the legal allegations that he had, just kind of a lot of drama surrounding Trevor Bauer, who has, you know, been very vocal and said some things in the past that rub people the wrong way. Um, but that's his history. And that's why, you know, he is in the situation that he's in. Um, but he is available to be signed. And now the question is, will it be the Braves to do it? We'll discuss that further after the break. We are in the NFL season now. You got the uh, Titans and the Steelers playing on Thursday night football, and you can get in on the action with America's number one sportsbook. Of course, that is FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $5. You can get $150 in bonus bets. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options as well from spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And if you go check out who is the current favorite to win the 2024 World Series, you will see the Braves at the top of that list at plus 600. Even though the Rangers, congrats to them, got the World Series this year, the Braves are still the favorite going into 2024. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get in on all the action this season for NFL, NHL, NBA, right now in full swing. Visit FanDuel.com slash PlaySafe as well for tools and resources to help you stay in control of the way you play. And one more time, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to place your bets. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, getting into whether or not the Braves should sign Trevor Bauer. And this is a, a big question. It's a difficult question. So I'm going to lay out the positives and negatives here and then get into some of your thoughts. And I'm going to start with the positives. I got two positives. I got two negatives with some you know bullet points under each one of those. One of the positives is you probably can get him on a cheap short-term deal. And we know how much. Alex Anthopoulos loves getting those short-term deals for starting pitchers. It's just so risky to give out long-term deals to starting pitchers. So if you can get a guy on a one-year, two-year deal, even maybe at a little higher AAV, those are the type of deals that Alex Anthopoulos has typically been looking at or looking for with starting pitchers. It is almost impossible to gauge what type of value Trevor Bauer has at this point, because his value is probably going to differ from team to team and some of the negatives that we'll talk about in a second. But could you get him for two years, 18 million? Do you get him on a one year deal for 15 million? Um, again, there's just there's really no telling what the value is at this point, but there's a chance that you get a really good pitcher on a short term deal you know, for maybe not a lot of money. And I think that is, you know, a lot, I've seen a lot of you say that as well, is that there's a possibility to get a, a good pitcher for really cheap. And if you could do that, why wouldn't you? 
And the other part of that is you feel pretty confident he's going to be at least a solid third starter. And if you do get him cheap and that's what he is, that's certainly great. Now, there's certainly the possibility as well that he still has that side young potential in his arm. And that is, you know, why he is so appealing to a lot of fans. And I'm sure there are some teams that that's going to be appealing to as well and why they would like to take a chance on him. Doc's cards every day or says, I'd love to see Bauer pitching for the Braves. There's a lot of you out there that you know, really want to see him. Chris Kaysen, I want Bauer. Um, poor putt. Bauer has that dog in him, and we need that. A lot of you out there want Bauer, and it's because, again, it's the potential to go out and get a frontline starter and possibly get him at a really good price. So they, those are the positives, and those positives are very, very appealing. The negatives of signing Bauer, and there's some of you out there who have said, I just – would not touch him. I, I do not want him on this team. Some earlier in here saying, you know, he could be a, a club, you know, might be a clubhouse chemistry issue. Leland Hurt saying, I have mixed feelings about it. Don't know if he would be a good fit for the clubhouse. And those are part of the negatives. And the one negative that comes with Trevor Bauer is the distractions. And like him or love him, you know, believe he's innocent or guilty, he is a distraction. Uh, there is no question about it. Again, like him or love him, he is himself a distraction with you know, his brand that he's built socially. Again, Instagram, all that that he does. It's great. You know, it's great for him. And it certainly has helped grow his personal brand. But at times it is a distraction to the team. And we saw how well the Braves handled distractions in the postseason. And I say well. Uh, you know, with some sarcasm in that because they didn't handle it well. When you had just the slightest bit of distraction, off-field distraction with what happened with Orlando Arcia, whole situation was handled poorly by Arcia, the Braves, everybody involved. So do you want to add another distraction to your team? Again, whatever you think about the production on the field, Bauer is going to bring a distraction. He's going to bring more eyes and scrutiny to the Braves. And how does a personality like that fit in the clubhouse as well? I know Mookie gave his endorsement saying that the things that are being said about Bauer, that's never anything, any impression that he has gotten as a teammate. Um, so certainly got to take him at his word, but could there be some concern? Certainly there's been concern, concern with some of you out there. Um, you know, remember Smith, uh, Snit is um, four putt. Uh, pointed out, said Snicker was asked about him and said he would never do it, uh, essentially. So, again, what type of fit would he be in this clubhouse? And, um, you know, if Alex Antopoulos signs him, he would be in there. Snicker would quickly forget about that quote, especially if he goes out, pitches well, and wins games. That's what trumps everything. But what would that fit be like in the clubhouse? That's certainly a concern, I think, for myself. A lot of Braves fans and probably the Braves front office and every front office in general. And I think that's probably the biggest negative that Trevor Bauer carries is the distractions and the clubhouse chemistry that it might, you know, might not be a fit for a particular team. The other negative is we really don't know what he will look like. And Japan numbers, they don't always correlate to the MLB level. While I said it is the second best professional baseball league, it's still it's a lot of times compared to a double A. Uh, in minor league, minor league baseball. He hasn't pitched in a major league game since 2021. 
So again, I know he pitched professionally at, at Japan last year, but he hasn't faced major league competition in two years. So that's a big concern as well. And he will turn 33 in January. So we're talking about, you know, somebody who's getting close to their mid 30s. Say if you do sign him to a two year deal, you're talking about getting him through his age 35 season, hasn't pitched at the big league level in two years. We don't know what he's going to look like. But if you get him at the right price, like I said, and even if he is, you know, a third starter, I, I think that's still a pretty fine deal. I know Jeffrey Humphrey's asking, what is the cost? That is the, the, that's the big question. And I think you only do it if it's at a, a good cost. If you got him, as Forput said, for $8 million for a year, uh, yeah, why not You know, take a flyer on that? I, I think I would, I would be down for a deal like that. Matt Mock, it would be cool to have Sonny and Bauer back together, but on the Braves, of course, uh, we talked about the Sonny Gray one. I don't want to get too far into it there. If he gets that qualifying offer, he's pretty much a no-go for me. Um, but it would be Certainly great to have both of those guys. Uh, Brian McGrath, Jake, speaking of Clubhouse, because it is important, is it possible to arrange a team meeting interview day with him to gauge a potential chemistry? I, I think that would be a good idea. I, I don't know that you call in everybody. I know in the past, you know, Alex has spoken with Freddie Freeman on occasions uh, about bringing guys in. I think in this case, you'd probably talk to a Travis Darno would be one of the guys that you would go to, maybe go to Ozzy as well. I think that would definitely be a good idea and be prudent to, you know, have some of those guys sit in on those conversations and those interviews with Trevor Bauer and get a feel for him uh, and what he's going to be like in the clubhouse. And, you know, maybe lay down the ground rules for the Braves clubhouse that they have and how things will go. And that may, you know, it, Bauer's a free agent. He can sign wherever he wants. His options may be limited, but if he hears something he doesn't like, then maybe he doesn't want to sign with the Braves, if they are going to limit, you know, say his social media, uh, they want him to limit that and, and not cause those distractions. He may not want that. Uh, David Agnesia is a lifetime Braves fan. I wouldn't want him not willing to win at all costs. I, I get that point of view. I, I'm not going to sit here and try to judge the guy. And again, I'm not, I'm not as up to date on the, the legal situation and, and everything, but Again, he's available if he signs. You know, it is it is what it is. You kind of got to, I don't want to say put your feelings aside. You certainly have the right. I was upset with Ozuna. I've gone on record and said I would have cut him uh, after I saw the video of Ozuna, which some people said wasn't as bad. To me, it was terrible. I would have cut him right then. Uh, but here he is with the Braves, and he produced, and he's probably going to win a Silver Slugger this past year. So I, I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody how they should feel about a certain player and what they may or may not have done. Um, four putt, we all know he will not be a Yankee with Cole there. Um, Cole was with Bauer at UCLA. Uh, Jeffrey Humphreys, we definitely need pitchers. A short-term two-year prove-yourself deal would be great. I think that's what it would have to be. Uh, Doc's cards, what if Bauer goes back to the Diamondbacks and torments the Dodgers? I mean, what were the Do The Dodgers' hands were tied in that situation. They gave them the big contract, but there's really not much the Dodgers could do in that situation. I guess they did ultimately cut him uh, for the 2023 season, but it, it just, it, it had gone to a point where there was no going back. Um, Leland heard the, the distractions and negativity Bauer brings is key regardless of his skills. Seems we have great chemistry now and is very low and very risky now. 
Tough call. Yeah, that's a, a tough situation here. Um, four putt. I want some of those Brewers pitchers. We have um, good relationship with them. Yeah, they owe us one for the William Contreras deal. I don't know how they worked that out to get one of the best players in the deal. Um, but yeah, if the Brewers go cutting costs, you know, depending on what happens there with Craig Council, you know, they've already lost Brandon Woodruff for the year. Uh, could they trade Corbin Burns? Is he on on the market? Maybe Freddie Peralta. Uh, maybe that is an option to go there. Jeffrey Humphreys, great idea. Interview with Travis. Yeah, I think I think if you were going to even consider signing Trevor Bauer, I think you do have some of your team leaders sit in on that discussion, talk with with Trevor Bauer. You know, kind of get an idea of what his goals are, uh, primary goals, which should be winning a championship, you know, nothing for necessarily personal gain in the matter. Brian McGrath, the legal situation is that he was never formally charged and MLB realizing this reinstated him. So again, I'm not, I'm not up to date on that, but thank you for, for sharing some of that. I thought I, I read somewhere where I was Googling him earlier that there was some sort of settlement involved as well. Um, but again, I'm not, not here to try to tell you how to feel about Bauer one way or another based on the legal situation that he has. Um, Cody Cooper, the opposition already rakes us over the coals for having Ozuna. We don't need another troublemaker like Bauer. I, I get that, and I think that's certainly a justifiable um, opinion to have. Um, Kevin saying Bauer's wrongfully accused. Woman looking for a payday. Again, I'm not I'm not trying to get into that. It's everything I've read about it. It's It's he said, she said. Let the courts handle it. There's probably never going to be any type of truth come out of that. But again, not going to tell you how to feel about the situation. But regardless, it, it would be a distraction. We'll, you know, if you think he's innocent or not, or if he is innocent or not, it, it's still going to be a distraction. And look, even before the legal situations came in, Trevor Bauer was known as somebody who can be a distraction. So again, even before all of that, uh, that's just kind of the... Um, the personality that that he is. And again, it's great for him. It's great for his brand. I think it's good for a lot of fans that he is that open and sharing and giving an insight into a baseball player's, you know, daily routines and everything that he does. I think some of that is great for for fans, but it does come with some distractions. Um, I see D dot and others in here saying the Braves need to go after Yamamoto. I just don't I don't see that happening personally. Um so uh, I guess, you know, maybe, <laughs> but I just don't see that happening. I think if they were going to get a big pitcher this offseason, I think it's going to be to extend Max Reed. I think that's going to be the extent of, you know, big pitcher signings you're going to see from the Braves anytime soon. Hopefully I'm wrong on that. Would love to be wrong. Uh, but I think that would be, you know, the extent of the Braves going out um, and, and getting a big starting pitcher for the future. All right, we're going to wrap up the Bauer conversation there. Look, if it's it's up to me, I, I probably wouldn't sign him, just to be completely honest with you. I mean, would I hate it uh, if they got him on a one-year, $8 million deal, as somebody suggested earlier? No. I, I don't know that it's worth everything that comes with it, um, with Bauer. And look, you know, not to make comparisons between him and, and Ozuna, again, whether Bauer's innocent or not, he still brings his own baggage and level of distractions i just i don't know that that personality fits with this clubhouse so if it were me 
I probably wouldn't do it. But if it happens and the Braves do sign him, again, depending on price, I'm not going to hate it. And I think he could come in and, and have the potential to be a good starter. But I'll you know go back to the points earlier. The guy hasn't pitched to the major league level in two years, and we're expecting him to come back and be a Cy Young type of pitcher once again. I think that's a lot to ask as well. Yes, he is good. Yes, he is, um, you know, a great has a great work ethic when it comes to pitching. He's very smart when it comes to pitching. So uh, again, I feel like I feel like at the least he'll be a solid number three pitcher. But again, that's still a big if for a guy who hasn't pitched to the major league level since 2021 and is going into his age 33 season. So there is still some risk in there. But again, if you were to get it at a cheap deal, I think it would make sense but just for me personally i'm probably not doing it like i said it had to be a pretty dirt cheap deal for me you know one year five to eight million uh let him try to prove himself but i just i don't think it will happen as four putt says i don't think snit will have it and again it all comes down to me is the distraction worth it is he going to mess up the team chemistry and you know if they do if they do get to that situation and you have an interview with them, I hope they do as we suggested. And they have a Travis Darno or somebody like that in the interview. And if those guys give the stamp of approval, then look, I'm on board uh, because I, I trust those guys. I trust the guys in the clubhouse right now. Um, you know, I trust Mookie Betts too. I feel like he wouldn't say that if he really didn't feel that way about Trevor Bauer. But again, even without the legal issues that came, Bauer can still be a distraction in and of himself. And I just don't know if this team can handle that distractions. Again, you know, look at what happened with Orlando Arcia, the first bit of off-field distraction this Braves team had this year, and they just completely crumbled in that. So I don't know if I want to add more to that. Somebody who you know is going to come in and be a distraction to this team. So that's my take on it. Again, you are all welcome to have your own opinions, and I don't think there's a bad one out there. You want to continue this? Continue this discussion and on the YouTube comments, let it certainly do so. But that's mine. I want to set that up for you because a lot of people have been asking me all off season, asked me all last off season as well. So we're gonna have a full podcast kind of to break that down. But we got a lot more to talk about on this podcast outside of Trevor Bauer as the Braves continue to make moves, bringing the game back with Joe Jimenez. We'll discuss that signing here next. First, I want to give a shout out to the Texas Rangers winning the 2023 World Series. Congrats to them. Good team. I, I've thought all year they were kind of the AL equivalent of the Atlanta Braves with that big offense that they had. And their pitching kind of figured it out there in the postseason with Montgomery and Avaldi and kind of just piecing it together. Not a particularly fun World Series to watch. I'll be honest, the last two games I kind of found myself putting it on to the side and watching some some others, other things. But, you know, is what it is. That game one was really fun. And after that, that series kind of was terrible, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. But either way, congrats to the Rangers. They got it done. Um, you know, they're your 2023 World Series champions. And now the Braves look to regroup, regather, and get things together for 2024. The offseason is on now. Uh, so we are definitely in off-season mode and love off-season in itself. I think the, the baseball off-season is a really fun one, especially for that first month and a half, kind of up to the winter meetings, maybe a week or two after that. 
the baseball offseason in my mind is really fun. You just never know when that tweet, that post is going to come in and just wreck your day uh, with some big news. So looking ready or looking uh, uh, forward to that. And the Braves have already done a little bit of that. They signed Pierce Johnson, and now they have also signed Joe Jimenez to a three-year deal worth $26 million. So I mentioned it after the Pierce Johnson signing. I actually wrote about it over on bravestoday.com. I thought there was a good chance they may do this with Joe Jimenez. The deal in itself, not terrible. You're getting a setup guy for you know eight, eight million a year. Um, not terrible deal. I do worry about just running it back in the bullpen. I think that is a recipe for potential disaster. And the reason just because is bullpen arms are finicky year to year. You never really know uh, going into a season. There have been seasons we've gone into it. And I thought the Braves had, you know, one of the greatest bullpens ever assembled this year. And I thought that was the case. And it was still a really good bullpen, but, you know, not quite as dominant as I thought it would be. There have been years we've gone into it and, and I thought this bullpen is terrible and it ended up being really, really good. So bullpens are just so finicky season to season, and to just run it back scares me a little bit. And I like these guys. I thought Pierce Johnson was great. I always thought, you know, if it were him or, or Joe Jimenez, I thought Johnson would be the one to come back. Um, Jimenez took him a little while, uh, but certainly was great down the stretch. I've I've seen others post this as well, and I think we've talked about it on here, the fact that a lot of times Snicker didn't go to Jimenez and high leverage situations, which is sometimes telling about how much they trust a guy, but then to go out and give him three years, 26 million, he has to be a high leverage guy for you. And at this point they have spent nearly 40 million on four guys in their bullpen. You're paying Rice Iglesias 16 million. Uh, AJ Minter is going to get, you know, 7 million in arbitration. Now you're giving Jimenez 8 million. You're already giving Pierce Johnson, Pierce Johnson, 7 million. So, you are locking up a lot of money for your bullpen for, you know, setup guys and a closer, obviously in Iglesias. That's that's a lot of money dedicated to the bullpen. And I've seen others ask me about this as well. Why don't the Braves do a better job of building bullpen arms through the minor league level so you're not spending so much on these guys? And I think that is something the Braves have failed to do in two regards, you know, developing relievers, but also knowing when to turn starters into relievers you know i I look at a a lucas sims type of case where you know he was really good i know he's been injured with the reds for a while but reds turned him into a pretty good reliever i think you got to know when to pull the plug on them as a starter and turn them into a reliever and that's a hard thing to do when you've invested so much into a person but relievers are so important these days that is something the braves need to do a better job of because they are having to allocate a lot of resources to the bullpen Will they do more in the bullpen? You look at it now, it's Iglesias, Mentor, Johnson, Jimenez. Those are your four guys. You're hoping Matzik comes back and is the guy he was before. Hopefully Dylan Lee's healthy. And I think they're going to bring back Nick Anderson, tender him a contract. So you're already seven deep in the bullpen with, again, like I said, already a lot of money money dedicated to, the, to that group. How much more will they really do this offseason? Other news of the day, the Braves had six Silver Sluggers announced. Matt Olson, Ozzie Albies, Austin Riley, Ron Acuna Jr., Sean Murphy, and Marcel Ozuna. No surprise there. Uh, one of the best offenses in baseball. You got six of nine guys up for Silver Slugger awards. And then Ben Heller 
who was option. We talked about it yesterday, elected free agency. So that clears up another 40-man spot. It cleared up a spot when he was option, but uh, now he's no longer in the system either. Um, but we'll see more of that over the next couple of days. Like I said, you got five days after the World Series, so now four days if you're listening to this on Friday to make these contract decisions. We're going to know something on Charlie Morton, Eddie Rosario, and see if they drop some of these other guys as well to make room on the 40-man roster. Chris Kaysen, thanks so much for reminding people. Hit that like button. Sorry if I didn't get to your questions out there. Byron McGrath did say, do we keep Uncle Jesse for one more run? I think they do. I think he come back, comes back on a minor league deal. I think we'll see him coming back for next season. But thank you so much for supporting us here at Lockdown Braves. Do hit the subscribe button on YouTube, that thumbs up button as well to like the video. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast and we will hey this is stacy gotsoulias dc lundberg ryan finkelstein taylor blake ward host of locked on yankees locked on mariners locked on mets locked on angels and you're listening to locked on braves locked on braves locked on braves part of the locked on podcast network 